What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Yeah, this is a new camera angle. Got a little shadow in the background. Give them a little color to the, bring a little more color to the show. So you, you, uh, you look like in this camera angle, like, like you're about to go to jail, man. And it's dark. not because I look dark. It's not because you, it's not because you <laughs> just say it, man. The darkness brings a certain unease I mean, to, to the, to America. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. 100%. I'm glad you're on my side on this issue. If I dip, advocate, if I dip my hat low enough, like it, it blocks my eyes out like dark. That's the kind of feel that I want to give. Like when I'm pitching on a mound, you know, that's like, that's that Andy Pettit look right there under that glove. Andy, Andrew, uh, Andy Hank Pettit, Andy Pettit, Andy Pettit will get the sign. He'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be like, hey, just fuck my mic up. Andy Pettit gets the sign and be like. <laughs> That's not Andy Pettit, man. Yeah, it was. Not Andy Pettit. Yeah. Andy Pettit had his glove like this. Yeah, and when, and when he had, and when he had to re, and when he had to say like, okay, I need that sign back. What, what face would he give? <laughs> You're thinking about, uh, what's his face? Um, James Paxton, man. He always looks like that. No, 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 no. This is not James Paxson. Trust me. I'll, I'll, I'll prove it. I'll prove it. But anyways, guys, August 11th, Tuesday. We didn't get to record yesterday, so we'll be dropping this episode today. A lot has happened in baseball. In case you didn't know, the St. Louis, Car the St. Louis Cardinals still haven't played a game since they've had to quarantine due to some players going to the casino. Uh, Shane Bieber. Not Shane Bieber. Zach Plesak. Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger uh, apparently got together, went out, violated the protocol. They had to. They have to now quarantine for seventy-two days. Um, I don't see how they skip a start. I don't know if this is the same way that someone has to serve a suspension, where I feel like all baseball activities are shut down. But hopefully, they don't miss their starts because I have Zach Plesak on my fantasy baseball team, and I really need him this week. But it seems like, I guess the rules aren't clear. Mike Clevenger doesn't think he did anything wrong. He was actually came, come, coming to the defense of Zach Plesak. And then they ended up quarantining him for 72 hours. So, like, again, this is one of those uh, situations where it's confusing. If I was a player, I'd be confused too. Wait. Okay. So, yeah. From what I understood, the rule was in away games, you – you are quarantined to your, like, you cannot leave your hotel, essentially. And, and MLB's hi hired uh, compliance office officers or, like, security guards or whatever. So, but does that apply at home, too? Like, are you not allowed to leave your house? Like, if you're in or, town, like, like, if you're in town, Cleveland, they're in Cleveland. Right. Who's, like, do they have, like, when a When I read the rule, it says away teams. But, so, I mean, but that, that wouldn't make sense because you can contract the virus as a home team, too. Like, you can go to the grocery store to go shopping with your family. But maybe. Well, yeah. Um, no, no. You can yeah, definitely, I don't understand the rule. No, you could definitely contract the virus. It doesn't care, like, if you're Through an home. Amazon package. You the, know? Question, the question is, is that these compliance officers, are they parked outside of everybody's house who's not staying at a hotel for that right. series? You know, are they. And they, and they were home. From what I understand, today's the 11th, Saturday. Okay, they were in Chicago, so they were away when this happened. Okay. So, again, so well, then, again, this, this makes my point even more. If in away games there's a compliance officer, you cannot leave your hotel room, where was the compliance officer? 
Why weren't Why weren't Zach Plezak and Mike? Why were my, uh, Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger allowed to leave the hotel? Yeah, why did it even get to that point? It almost seems like it'd be better for the league and everyone if they prevented these things from happening in the first place. So yeah, good point. Like where 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 was the officer to prevent this because from happening? From, in the from first what place? I understand. The initial memo was that they strongly recommend that you not leave the hotel room. And then last week it was reported that baseball and the, and the union agreed to like more, uh, more strict rules. Like, like I said, there's going to be a security guard at hotels. You need to wear surgical masks on like transportation or whatever. Um, and I think you have to wear masks at all times in the field, unless like you're, you're playing or something. Like if you're in the dugout, you have to wear a mask now or something. But anyway, if those rules went into effect last weekend, again, if this happened on Saturday, they were in Chicago. Baseball should have had a security guard type person there to prevent these two from going out. So, again, I think if they test negative two times in a row or maybe they're going to wait that incubation period. So they might miss a start, man. It might be at least a week because look at the Cardinals. I mean, they, they you know, it's I feel like they haven't played in like two weeks at this point. No, yeah, the Cardinal situation is insane, and now I'm hearing that they might not even they're – just, they're just not going to play 60 games. They're not going to be able to get those 60 games. It's impossible. They would have to be a doubleheader almost every – at some point in the week, at some point for the rest of the season, one week will have to be entirely doubleheaders, maybe, maybe more. Uh, so if they're not going to play 60 games, that means if we're going by winning percentage, they can essentially rank higher – with less wins than right. a team kind of like how the Marlins are still in first on the NL East. Um, yeah. And they've only played, I think like eight or nine games. So their winning percentage is better than all the other teams, but they haven't played as many games. So. Yeah. I, th- that doesn't seem fair to me, especially in a central division where the, where the Brewers Cincinnati and Chicago are ahead of them. Like, Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I don't know when they're going to come back because next I, I heard that the next series has also been postponed because another player tested positive. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if they knew that it would be this bad, they would have never gone out in the first place because this yeah, and, is ridiculous already. Yeah. And here's the thing. The thing is that if we want to be honest with ourselves, for the most part, teams are following the protocols because it's only been the Cardinals and the, and the Marlins that are dealing with these types of situations, but everybody else is, is, is doing the right thing. You know what I mean? But let me ask you something. These games, these, so, so they're getting paid a prorated salary for the 60 game season. Right. Right. So if the Cardinals don't play the full 60 games, they're not, they're losing money. I believe so. Right. So wouldn't this be a bigger issue, not for Rob Manfred, but for the team, right? The, te- the team and the MLBPA, because basically, like, you sh- you should almost guarantee that if it's the 60-game prorated salary, like, that's what you're getting this year, and that there's more money in the playoffs, then you sh- it should be more on you. I feel like it falls back on the team and the players, not, yeah. not the MLB commissioner who – you know, yeah, he has part of the blame maybe, but it's almost like you don't need him to put a protocol in place. You should have your own protocol in place because you just literally screwed over whoever's losing the most money in the 60 game prorated salary scenario. So I almost feel like, you know, it's, 
I, I can't blame Rob Manfred for any of this at this point. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, he didn't enforce these protocols soon enough. Like the protocols that they have now should have been in place from the start. Um, so in that regard, yeah, I blame Rob Manfred. But in, in terms of not being able to control yourself, going to a casino and now causing all of this to happen, that's on you. That's not on Rob Manfred. Like, you, who, what fucking, you, two months. That's all you had to give us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you could get your millions of dollars or a portion of it and potentially make it to the postseason where you're going to get paid more because, you know, we agreed to give you some more money in that, you know, in that regard. So, yeah, I agree. I agree I'm interested. 100%. I'm interested to see what guys like Paul Goldschmidt, who isn't getting yeah. any younger, who is actually owed a lot of money, like, and is sitting on my bench. Yeah, I'm interested to see guys like Goldschmidt, Yadier, Molina. I'm not saying these guys – for all I know, these are the guys that set off the, the chain reaction of, of – we still don't know who it was that tested positive or who went to the casino. It seems like they're keeping that under wraps. Good I for guess them. I, you remember, remember before, uh, before the season started, I went over the health and safety protocols, and one of the agreements that they had was that players could stay anonymous – yeah, I think this this was why I didn't consider that, but this had to this has to be why because yeah. if if you find out that it's, I don't know, Yadier uh, Molina, Yadier Molina, that went out and now the team can't play for two weeks and other guys contracted the virus, he could potentially become like a you know, you know like he'll 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 get attacked. Yeah, he'll get drug you know dragged through the mud. His Hall of Fame based on the fact that writers can decide upon themselves whenever they feel like you know voting for a player or not um could decide this motherfucker you know did something dangerous yeah. you're not going in the hall of fame even though he's a hall of fame catcher but there's implications that. you know what i mean maybe that's what it was i didn't even think about that and i guess in a way knowing who tested positive is more of like violating hipaa laws maybe yeah because it is some but, um, then they, but then again they they tell you when they have tommy john surgery or yeah when they and it's not like if you have coronavirus like you know like i was actually like thinking like you're some toxic person or something you know I, what I, mean? I was actually thinking of that yesterday about the whole tommy john thing like if we if if, if medicine and technology ever advanced far enough where we could predict who was more likely to get tommy john that would we would mlb ever incorporate that into their uh into their business because on the one hand the owners would love it because their investment would be more secure you know or they wouldn't right. take a chance but on the other hand if this violates like HIPAA laws or anything, the players could leverage that. Maybe they don't want information like that to get out uh, because then they won't be able to negotiate a better contract. So I, I started thinking about that yesterday. Like if they ever figured out a way to predict using technology, like this guy's more likely 90% more likely to get Tommy John than this guy. I don't think MLB would ever use that sort of power or the players mm -hmm. wouldn't allow it. I almost feel like. Yeah, probably because yeah, it would limit your value without. Yeah, yeah, that's and I bet I bet they could probably eventually find out who's gonna be able, you know, because they could determine who's more likely to have cancer than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, I I did twenty three and me. They were able to determine if I, you know, if I drink a lot of coffee or not and shit like that. You know what I mean? Based on genetics. So I took that off uh, the road. <laughs> um, so. Okay, so we covered the Cardinals, Zach Plezak and Mike Clevenger. They, so now baseball's thinking of a postseason bubble. Are you for that? What do you think? Do you think the players will go for that? Because yeah. it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's 16 teams. So 
you know, that's a lot of players. It is. You know what I mean? It, and the rosters expand in the postseason as well, I believe. So here's why I think they'll they'll be okay with it. By that time, we're all just going to be so over it. But the teams who are in the playoffs, I would have to think that they're the teams that took all the precautions during the season and that to them it's not going to be such a big leap to, to play in a bubble. So I, I think they'll go for it in the end. And also, if we keep seeing more, which I, I do think we'll see more, we'll see another team shut down before the season's over. I think if a third team gets shut down like this, like the Cardinals just went through, they'll have no, they'll have no leverage to say, no, we don't want a bubble. It's either going to be like, you guys, gotta, you guys have to take the bubble out at this point. Look at how the NBA I feel like, is doing. I feel like now they, they don't have a lot of leverage with two teams already. And, yeah. and this Cardinal situation is crazy. Like, it, it, when is this going to end? Because some, somebody else could test positive tomorrow, you know. And yep, just push it back even further. And just so, continue pushing it. So I don't understand why, you know, I think the best thing that, they, that a team, I think the best thing that MLB could do is give, give this playing time to players that are currently in, the, in your system, like in your farm system. Like, bring those players up. It'll go against your whole service time thing that that you want to preserve, but that should be the punishment. Like you couldn't get your team under control. You have to field a team of nine by tomorrow. Call up whoever you have to call up. Send down whoever you have to send down, and that's on you. You had you had you messed up, so now you have to tap into your farm system and field the team to play this series tomorrow. And guess what? You're you're. I I picked the Cardinals to win the NL Central. I think it was. So mm-hmm. that definitely hurts your chances to win. I feel like that's the best scenario. Field your team. It's not going to be your best team, but that's on you. So they've, they've played five games, whereas teams like the Cincinnati Reds have played 16 games. And wow, the Cubs are up to 13 games. The Braves have played eight, 18 games. So they've, they've been, you know, out of commission for a long time. And this shit is hurting my team, my fantasy team. Paul Goldschmidt is my first baseman. Nobody will take him on a trade. I'm willing to take less less for Paul Goldschmidt at this point. I'll take him. But um, all right, man. David Fletcher, bro. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> but seriously, there must be some like they had to agree. Not the owners. Maybe not the owners. Maybe the players had to agree. You know, if we do test positive and have to quarantine, you can't replace us with replacements. You can't. You can't call up guys and and take money away from us or something it had to be there had to be some sort of agreement like that i don't know probably 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 bro all right the next thing i wanted to discuss were the houston astros man they're seven and nine uh through the first 16 games they've already had multiple incidents you have guys like jose altuve hitting below the mendoza line the astros are 20th in hitting according to fan graphs uh, in pitching, they are damn, 19th in pitching. So 20th, 20th in hitting, 19th in pitching. Um, as a team, as again, a team. As a team, a 7-9 and nine record. You have guys like Jose Altuve hitting below the Mendoza line. I know Carlos Correa is having a good season so far. But I think uh, George – I always want to call him Jorge Springer, man. I don't know why this <laughs> happens. George Springer uh, in the mid-twos. The power is, is down. Alex Bregman, 2-2-4. Okay. I think Yuli's having a good season. 
Michael Brantley Michael Brantley still having a good season, which I'm I'm so happy for because I've I've always loved Michael Brantley. I always still picture him in an Indians uniform for some reason. But mm-hmm. he's 308 on base 390. So I think he's he's still solid, as solid of a hitter as I always imagined. Um and he was a solid hitter with Cleveland, you know. He was, yeah, he was. That's what I'm saying. Like and they're striking right, out a lot too, man. DL, man. <laughs> They're striking out at it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Their strikeout rate is up. The you know, they're talking about Zach Greinke potentially getting traded again. Damn. Um, I don't, I don't know where he would go, but you know, I, so as as it stands right now, I think they are good enough to make it to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Based on the expanded, record, because they expanded playoffs. Yep. But I think. I mean, I don't know. It's only been 16 games for them, but I think that that uh, could could we say officially now that they're not the same team without the cheating, man? I can't. Nah, I can't say that because it's it's like still... is Jose Altuve. Is this the real Jose Altuve, or is is the one that we've come to to know and love, the one that I traded away to you for nothing? <laughs> I uh, I would have to say that. I'm not ready to write them off as a bad team yet because it only it has only been 16 games. So they could turn it around in the last two weeks and still be in the playoff hunt and, and just tear it up. I almost I would almost have to say that I need to see until everything is back to normal in terms of like season length. If we can start gauging things like in terms of a 162 game season again, I can make a better uh, judgment. Yeah, it's, it's shocking to see guys like Altuve hitting so poorly but it is so pretty early it, it really only has been 16 17 games so i'm not ready to say that but i understand if everyone else agrees that there's clearly something wrong with them and not cheating like they can't keep up now um mm-hmm. i'm just not ready to i'm not there yet so recently ramon ramon loriano charged the dugout after he was plunked for the second time in the game. This time it was a curveball right between the numbers, which typically you think is on purpose. Nothing happened, though. He took first base, and then all of a sudden, him and Alex Centron, who's a coach for the Astros now, are chirping back and forth at each other, and you see Ramon Lariano go after Centron. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen these videos, but they're surfacing on, on all over Twitter where Centron is talking shit, and as soon as Lariano charges him, he, like, he like puts like he he has two players come in front of him and then a third player so he's like hiding behind three guys. Yeah. Loriano came out yesterday and apologized. He said I regret charging him because he's a loser. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A suspension. Yeah. A suspension is understandable, but I hope it's not that many games. At the end of the day, I'm here to win the World Series with the Oakland Athletics. This wonderful group of guys. I don't want to be a distraction. Obviously, I am right now. Hey, I've already moved on. I'm facing Julio Tehran today, and that's all I'm thinking about right now. So he took he takes responsibility, and apparently Centron says something about his mother or something. Yeah, I heard um, that. Yeah, he instigated it. You, he instigated it for sure. He took first base. Why are you chirping at him? Like that's it. Like let and it it's go. like he go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. So so Loriano also added after you know explaining why he he charged Centrone. He said, every day I wake up with the motivation to be with them. He's talking about his parents. They sacrificed their life for me. They made the tough decision to let their own kid go to the States by himself and follow his own dreams. 
I've been away from my family for 10 years. It's been tough to be away from them. Any chance I have to be with them, I feel like I'm in heaven. So for him to say that to me about my mom, it doesn't sit well. I've got a fire inside me right away. I, I got a fire inside me right away in that second. So I get it. I understand, you know, you just got plunked between the shoulders. You just exchanged words with the pitcher. You have this guy on the bench talking shit about my parents who, you know, it's COVID-19. I haven't seen them in 10 years and I have to worry about their health. Um, I get it, man. I don't blame Loriano, but unfortunately he's going to, he's going to get suspended and I'm not, I'm not sure how many games it's going to be. Man, that Astros organization, because I don't think I've ever seen a coach instigate something like that. And if you, if you look at the John boy breakdown, he, he actually took the step. He actually like stepped forward as if he was about to, as if he was about to, 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 to charge him a little bit. And then that's what set off uh, Liriano. So yeah, that Astros organization has just keeps striking out left and right. It's like, who's hiring these guys? Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 could, I could almost imagine we're not going to hear an apology from this guy. Probably not. And to be honest with you, it wouldn't be fair, but I don't think people would be too upset if, if they give Loriano like a really a slap on the wrist, like one game or some shit like that. I know it's not going to happen because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people would be particularly upset. Astros fans would be, but fuck them at this point. Yeah. Sorry, they, Astros fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> so I just yeah, out a whole fan back, back, back to when he got pegged the second time, it looked like it was a breaking ball and he was more or less, I know he, he was upset at the time. So I don't want to just act like Liriano was being innocent because he, he just kept saying, like, you got to snap your wrist. You got to snap your wrist to get that ball in. It's like, bro, just take the base. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you are, you're leaving the door open at this point. You know what yeah. the Astros have been going through. I could imagine all those players are, are on edge. Like, Carlos Correa ready to fight off uh, Joe Kelly. He should just shut the hell up and, you know, kept the moving. You just struck out. So right. I think all those players are on edge. Guys like like I mentioned, Carlos Correa are just waiting for a reason to defend themselves because they've had it at this point. They're still young. Like just imagine me and you dealing with all this, Chris. Even though we cheated, like just imagine all of us dealing with 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 all this crap. So I'm not gonna act like Liriano did everything right. Right. But it was that it was that coach that instigated it. So I actually hope that coach gets a, a harsher suspension. And yeah, that. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it makes for exciting TV. But uh, Astros, once again, in the news for the wrong, for the wrong reasons. And it was to, to piggyback off of your point, the, Ash, uh, the, the Athletics are also the best team in baseball, and they were riding like an eight-game win streak at that point. They lost yeah. their first game yesterday, so it was an eight-game extended to nine, and then Mike Trout put the nail in the coffin in the eighth inning yesterday. But... Um, Bad timing for Loriano. I'm surprised that they haven't announced a suspension yet. Maybe there won't be one. I don't know. I, I'd be shocked, though, considering that it incited a brawl. Like, there was a lot of people on top of each other. Um, and if you're not Joe, supposed to do that. If the Joe Kelly one uh, brought on an eight-game suspension, right? I still think eight games for Loriano will be too harsh. Yeah. But it'd too. be but, – but then again, like, we're, we're – so now I'm saying, yeah, you know, hopefully MLB doesn't go too harsh. If the Joe Kelly incident was eight games – Liriano's has to be more. Yeah. But we well, don't want it to be Joe more. So Joe Kelly's a pitcher though. So maybe they maybe it won't be that much more. Yeah, but Joe Kelly never even hit him. I know. 
and there wasn't even a brawl. It was just a very like, well, bro, what did you say to me? And Carlos Correa, yeah, yeah bro, keep walking. Yeah. I just struck out, but yeah, look, we can, we can, we can, uh, we can duke <laughs> it out right here. Because like, oh, you're a baby. Yeah, if anything, Carlos Correa was, you know, didn't get anything. Citing it, and he yeah, didn't yeah. get anything. He didn't get anything. Okay. But so, so, do we really think that MLB is gonna do the the moral thing here and and slap Liriano on the wrist when they gave Joe Kelly? Hey, games right. for for not hitting anyone and not starting a brawl. So, yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel like MLB is gonna do gonna go one step further? It's like twenty game suspension, like yeah. one fourth of the season. Get out of here. And, and and we're gonna reward the Astros with ten wins for this. We apologize, Astros. No, they're gonna they're gonna sit back and they're gonna pull an A Rod. Here's our daily A Rod mention right there. Thank you. Want to know what the A Rod is? is doing what you think looks good but makes you look silly at the end of the day like it's not the smart decision like like when A-Rod uh kisses Rob Manfred's ash on ESPN uh on that first game between the you know when when thunder struck Rob Manfred's the back of Rob Ma- Ma- Rob Manfred's head um that's what I call an A-Rod doing what I think is the right thing or looks good but it makes me look silly and dumb to air is human. <laughs> the guy is just a human being, man. Like, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, man. I just had to throw that out there. That just came to me right now, man. Damn, damn, I'm good. Anyway, uh, so all right. So the other connection, and you, it, this is a good thing that you brought up. How Loriano was telling him to snap it, snap it, and that the ball, you know. But see that that if if it, if it wasn't intentional. You know, that, it, hit, yeah. it hit him between the numbers. Well, that's right. the thing. A breaking a breaking ball should never be looked at as intentional. It's a breaking ball. Like, for him to want to peg you with a breaking ball, he might as well just peg you with a fastball. But Liriano leaving those comments out there, like, you got to snap your wrist. You got to know that any baseball player is, is going to take that in a, in, a, in a, you know, worst criticism way no matter yeah. which way you spin it so anyone out there trying to defend the guy saying like oh he was just telling him to snap his wrist like what's the big deal fuck that shit these guys are grown men they're professionals you don't I, as a professional pitcher i don't want to hear a batter telling me how to throw a pitch like does that make sense so do yeah, you, yeah would, i get would it you, that, that's like another way of saying like man you fucking suck you don't know how to play baseball you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah you might as well have been saying that you know like hey by the way you should snap your wrist more for real <laughs> for real like yeah <laughs> so like would you agree that Liriano is partially responsible for how this of course, yeah, played out? For okay, because sure. because to me, sure. if I if I got hit with a breaking ball, I shouldn't have any beef. It's unfortunate that I got pegged twice, but I shouldn't have any beef with that. But all right, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, sure. just all right. So the connections here. Um, on when did Garrett Cole start? Saturday, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, some somebody released a video right before he he got knocked out of the game, of him adjusting his cap. And when he removes his his hands from his cap, they stick to it like his fingers stick. Mm. So obviously he has a sticky substance on his on his cap, and um, it made me wonder when the Astros cheating scandal happened. You didn't hear much from Garrett Cole. You heard Justin Verlander shove his foot in his mouth, yeah, uh, a number of times. But you didn't hear anything from Garrett Cole. And it made me remember when Garrett Cole was traded to the Astros early 2018, Trevor Bauer 
was accusing the Astros of, of using a sticky substance. I don't know if you remember that. Or yeah, not. I remember. Um, and he wasn't trying to make the case that they're cheating. He was, he was saying they're cheating essentially because they were breaking the rules, but he was trying to make the case that baseball should allow it. And you and I have always talked about how we should legalize pine tar and all this shit. But yeah. anyway, um, Garrett Cole, pine tar, illegal substance. How does Which that I, make you feel? I don't have any problem with, with that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to get exposed more now that they have more control of what balls they use. So I don't have any problem with that. I think, I think Trevor Bauer's biggest beef was he had recently gashed his finger and needed to yeah. use, like, I guess, like one of those, like, liquid bandages, band-aids right. on his. Remember that? On his, yeah. His and blood gushing everywhere. And the Astros complained saying that, you know, he shouldn't be allowed to pitch with that stuff. So that I remember that being Trevor Bowers beef, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have I I don't have a problem with pitchers using pine tar. I just I wish that we could all agree that you know pine tar is still breaking the rules. So if MLB ever wanted mm-hmm. to do anything about it, we we wouldn't be able to really like have an argument there. It's like, just one of those things. Like I I remember as a Yankees fan that series where Joe Torre moved Arod to bat seventh or something it was against the Tigers. I can't remember what year it was, but um there was a game where Kenny Rogers was pitching and it was like clear as day. I remember I was in a bar. These are the days where I was young. Ah, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was at a bar and I remember just being like, yo, Joe Torrey, like fucking go out there. Like he's cheating. He has pine tarts clear. Or I think it was in the bill of his cap. Like this here was like black. Minus yeah. But, um, and then I remember in the 2017 world series, maybe it was, Maybe it was last year. I can't remember. But Clayton Kershaw had in the back of his cap, you could Google it, and it's clear as day he had pine tar in the back of his cap. There's another, uh, the Kikuchi incident. I don't know if you remember that one last year where he had pine tar in the bill here too. Um, a number of instances where this has happened, and, and you always hear people saying that everybody does it. So it has to just be. Fucking legal, just legalize it because – if, if you leave it up for interpretation and you know that everybody does it, but you're not punishing guys. And then one day somebody just calls it out. Like then, then yeah. they like, like Michael Pineda situation. Right. Even though that was aggressive. Um, it's not fair almost. You know what I mean? Like if I want to be a dick and I really need to win this game, it's game seven of the world series and it's Max Scherzer on the mound. I'm going to ask my pitcher, yo, where do you think he has that pine tar right now? And I'm going to go to the umpires and say, hey, can you check his uh, – yeah. and get him out of the game? And it, it works to my advantage. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like it. Just allow it. And Let could, it yeah. be. And it's safer, too, because you have control of the ball. Like, if exactly. that guy had pine tar, he might not have drilled Ramon Liriano. MLB – like, clearly people are okay with it because if it's clear to us, it's clear to the managers – so they're not complaining about it for the opposing pitcher. Uh, a lot of pitchers are using it. So if MLB would just legalize and, and remove that rule, they could control it. They could maybe have like a little dispenser like at the side of a mound instead of having yeah. these, this gunk on your hat. And the new rule could be this is what we consider uh, as a usable foreign substance. Anything that's not on this list, if you get busted for something not on this list as a substance – uh, to get a better grip on your baseball now we have a problem now you can't because then i could think guys can get creative and and you know the spitball days they had to ban the spitball because it was too insane right. of a pitch and stuff you know so it was like vaseline or something yeah yeah so i think if mob can just 
it's it's a simple it's a simple fix. And what I don't what I don't understand is that they're they're perfectly fine with with seven inning double headers and having a guy on second after the twelfth inning and changing rules like you know the the this guy needs to pitch the three batters before you switch them. Like they're fine with changing all these rules, but something that's been part of the game as long as pine tar has been available or lotion yeah. or whatever the hell you can use to grip any, any, to get a better grip on the baseball, you know, you don't even hear this stuff being talked about. So I, I think it's, it's one of those things that falls in line with steroids almost like it's always been viewed as cheating. Um, so baseball is afraid to, to approach anything like that. Because if because because people you know these old farts who are gonna die out soon and baseball doesn't realize that oh man um they're not gonna be around to be like oh you know in my day you couldn't use pine tar on the mound you know what I mean yeah fuck you man the game is new like there's a new generation out here like and they and, were and they were they were doctoring the balls like they were like scuffing scuffing them and spitting right. on them and trying to trying to get an edge like they were they were doing things that you couldn't do still doing it. And and you'll get more entertaining baseball again. Another one of the most entertaining things about the game, aside from the home run, there's accounts, Twitter accounts. There's I I write for a website, Pitcher List, who dedicate who's like dedicated to this, is pitch movement, right? So with a foreign substance, you have better control and you have more pitch movement. You have more of this video videos, more of this content. It's better for your sport. Like these are the kinds of things that baseball should. Like for me, if you want to fix the sport, yes, shortening the games is going to help for sure because people don't have an attention span in this world anymore. But another way to make the game entertaining is to make the product on the field better. And let's be honest, the product on the field was more entertaining when guys were hitting 60 home runs per season. And it's more entertaining when a pitcher dominates or throws a sick pitch. Like who is this guy from Tampa? I think his last name was Roe or something. Yeah, I texted you guys on on uh, on 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 the group chat. His fucking slider breaks like fifteen to twenty inches. It's sick. It looks like a wiffle ball. Um, so allow steroids, a and b. <laughs> allow sticky substances on the mound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I wanted to bring up that we just mentioned like a minute ago. I was listening to the Michael K show. Saturday, so it was Friday's Friday's episode that they uploaded to the podcast. And him and Dom had a very good discussion about the seven inning doubleheaders. So yeah. Michael K loved, ended up loving the the seven inning doubleheader. And some players enjoyed it as well because if they could incorporate that into the regular season, it can lead to an additional day off, I guess, every week. Right. Um in, in this already gruesome long season. So Dom was all for it. Michael K wasn't a hundred percent all for it. I think his, his thing was they would never go for it because you're cutting off another, essentially two innings of, of screen, you know, airtime where ads can run and you know, you're, you're now also getting rid of certain positions like mid relief roles, maybe. Right. What do you think? They, yeah, they they were talking about like making every game uh seven innings. That's what Dom so alluded for, to, yeah, eventually. Yeah. So so first I think that I so I agree. I don't think every game should be seven innings. 
but I do think that they should they should do uh, seven inning double headers, and then um, you could do like every Sunday. I think like back in the day, every Sunday was a double header or something. I can't remember. I remember hearing that somewhere. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, you could do that again every Sunday or Saturday, whenever, and uh, like give every team a Monday off or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it, and I I. I'm open to the idea of a of a doubleheader every Sunday, seven innings. I'm I'm into that idea, but the idea to make baseball seven innings, I know it's the sport has changed over the last 150 years. So has NBA. So has uh, the NFL. So has hockey. Like all these sports keep changing, and clearly it's working because they they keep generating more and more money every year, right? But right. my issue with with making the game seven innings it's just that i feel like we're at the the more time advances the less we're asking of these athletes it's almost like they're already getting days off scheduled mm-hmm. uh if we incorporate seven inning double headers what are the chances that every player is going to play both games like i'm pretty sure it's, right it, a lot of the players will sit, will play one game, sit out the next because they don't want to. At least the catcher. At least the catcher. So you're already going to get even more. You're going to get less playing time for, for, for certain players already. Right. And I just feel like if, if we're going to make it seven innings, you know, where does it end? Like it's still going to be 160 game season. So the thought of shortening the season to 140 games or 144, whatever that number was that they were throwing around, Mm -hmm it's still going to be out there. And, and there is something about the, the number nine, nine innings, nine players, 27 up, 27 down. You know, I, it's like, where does it end? I feel like we're coddling these guys too much. They already don't pitch as long as they used to. They already don't play right. as many games as they used to. They're already getting injured way more than they used to. Um, I don't think seven innings is going to change the grind of the season and it's not going to change no. all the injuries that we're seeing. I think the fact that these players are all pushing themselves to the, to the limits of what an athlete could be in baseball is what's causing all these injuries. And that's not going to change. So I almost would have to say I'm not for this seven inning change ever. No, because I don't, because I, 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 I don't think it's ever going to end. Like we're going to keep, we're going to keep reducing what these guys can do. Like we're going to keep, it's going to get worse. Right. I'm okay with it in doubleheader situations. Other than that, no, I agree with you. And yeah. um, again, there's other ways to improve the sport. Like I'm, I'm, what I am okay with is I don't mind the sec, put the, sec, the runner in second base rule. I don't like it right off the bat. Like I think if, if, if you're entering the 13th inning, just a random, maybe you play three innings, extra innings. And then after that, it's put a runner on second base just to speed the shit up. Like, um, those, that's one way to, to speed up the game and to make the game a little bit more excited. Again, allow sticky substances, allow being serious, allow PEDs under, you Controlled. know, the guise of a team doctor, like, like, uh, like, like in football, they have team doctors and shit. Um, and allow more access to these players. Like I know that baseball is, got, is getting a little bit better with, with, uh, allowing their content to be shared freely. Like, the company that I that I'm writing for now, they had been shut down a couple of times by MLB for for pitching gifts and shit like that, and now baseball kind of lets them do it. Like, 
yeah, keep doing stuff like that. Those are some ways to to make the sport more entertaining also. And this is going to touch on the next topic I want to talk about. Service time needs to be shortened, like, tremendously. Because yep. another way to make the sport more more exciting is to give guys like Kyler Murray an incentive to want to go to MLB and not the NFL. You know what I'm saying? These are more exciting players. Think of Deion Sanders when he played MLB. Think of Bo Jackson. Think about uh, all these multi-sport athletes who wanted to play baseball. Michael Jordan. Um, none of them want to do it now because what's their incentive? They're going to they're gonna sit in the minors for fucking seven years before being called up and then have to wait another number of years before they become free agents. Like, that has to go away too. And what I'm touch- talking about is Marcus, the Marcus Stroman situation. Yeah. So he opted out yesterday after essentially being cleared to play. Like, I think he was going to start in today's Mets game. And he decided to opt out because of, he said it was family reasons, COVID concerns. Personally, I don't believe it. I think that he, because he had complaints before the season started too. And I don't blame him. But anyway, let me, let me uh, just lay it down for people who don't know what's going on. Um, he had a calf injury, I think it was, and was rehabbing it throughout the start of the season. So he started the season on the IL. When you're on the IL, you can collect service time. He had collected enough service time that he could opt out and he's still going to be a free agent in the winter. Mm-hmm. So he gamed the system. And I don't blame him because MLB games the system too. Think Chris Bryant when they kept him in the minors so that they can keep him for another year under control. Um, and uh, many other players that MLB does this to. Uh, I think that that Strowman, I don't think the injury was on purpose. I think he was going to start the season. And, and had he started the season, he might have finished it because he doesn't want to abandon his teammates. But after seeing what happened with Ioannis Cespedes, which the Mets haven't really clarified, it sounds like the Mets are trying to be assholes to him, even though he looks like a complete jerk and he should look like a jerk. Yeah. Um, the team is not that good. Um, I think he was ready to come back. He looked at his situation. He said, I could become a free agent anyway. I don't have to play this season. My team is probably not going to make the postseason if they keep playing like this. I'm opting out. They, they fuck me. You know, the system fucks over players all the time. I'm, you know, I don't think it was like I'm giving it back to them. I think it was just an, more motivation for him not to come back. Like, it was good. Come back. It, you know it, what I mean? It, it, it's good business because he's not putting himself at risk by doing this. Right. So he, he has the most to gain. But I, I just, I'm wondering, like, yeah, he's sticking it to the system that has screwed over guys like Chris Bryan already and all that stuff. I get it. But in this, in this situation, the Mets traded for Marcus Stroman. So essentially, two, they... Two good pitching prospects. Two good pitching... But, but that I put on Brody Van Wagenen, man. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I put it on Brody... Sucks I, as a GM. No, I put it on Brody Van... Yeah, whatever. Brody V. I hate saying that guy's name, man. I feel like he's... I don't know. I hate, I hate saying he's that like name. like one of these guys that ties sweaters around his neck and like <laughs> goes, Hey, you want to play... What is that game? Squash? Squash? I don't know, man. They they slap the ball and they're like in a glass room. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's called, I think it is called squash, yeah. Squash, right? Yeah. Ah, whatever. Whatever it's called. We know, you guys know what we're talking about. But Hey, you want to do brunch this weekend? But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that they traded for Marcus Stroman clearly because they want him to help them be a better team. So, it's like they would... 
if he could play, if it's really because of COVID, it's it's because of COVID. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset. But if you really just did this because you wanted to like prove a point that you're going to uh, sign your contract on your terms or, or whatever this is, wouldn't it be better if you did play? I mean, what is he really? He's a free agent next season, so he's he's probably gonna end up signing a one year deal. You're gonna be a year older. Wouldn't it have been better for you to perform? during these circumstances where right. you you're kind of given a pass if you're not as dominating as as you could be you know like i don't really see what what he has to gain from this other than if he's really concerned about covid you know then i get it but you have an opportunity here to really prove yourself and you're also letting a lot of teammates down because you're not you're not just some guy that they're holding back. Like you're not like this up and coming prospect. You're you, you're mar- you're already established as a starting pitcher, so right. it's like I, so, kudos to him for for getting it done and safe and sound. If it's about COVID, it's about COVID, whatever. But it's it's also not it doesn't sit right with me that he's that you know maybe he did this just to spite you know the the organization or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I I think. I don't when when he spoke in his in his press conference yesterday he said that he loved playing for the Mets that you know he wishes he could have taken the ball again for them and that if you know if this is it then he doesn't regret like his time with the Mets he enjoyed playing for the team and whatever but um I'm and I'm, I'm not trying to say that he, I'm not trying to say that he's doing this to screw the organization I think it was just he had no incentive to want to go back because yeah. a the 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 how MLB's service time thing system works against the player's interest, so they have no qualms about holding a player down when it when it's convenient to them. So I think that you know that didn't provide incentive for him, and that he was already eligible for for free agency. He probably put all these things together and said, "I don't you know I don't have to come back like." You know, had had you know had maybe teams been more proactive about calling players up, like Gavin Lux. A lot of people feel like they held him down because of service time. Chris Bryant, stuff like that. If if the system was a little bit more fair in baseball, I saw like I saw like I'm talking about like the justice system or something. But um, mm-hmm. maybe he would have been like, uh, maybe he would have had some incentive to come back. Like, oh, they they treated me right. Like I've I've always had opportunity, blah blah blah, which he has had. But you got you got what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I mean, I, no. He would be like, okay, I'll, I'll come back and play. Like this, you know, this league cares about us. They're doing the right thing. But it just time and time again, the league keeps dropping the ball on these types of issues. And I feel like it just didn't provide him with an, enough incentive to want to come back. Yeah, no, and and, it, and I'm not and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to defend like MLB or make it seem like Marcus Stroman is being greedy here. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that the 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 team is losing the most at this point. Like yeah, in this sure. in this particular situation, they already lost Espedes. They already lost Noah Syndergaard. Marcus Stroman opted opts out, um, and that team just looks dead. Like they don't look well. They they really that don't. trade that Cano trade is looking like one of the worst trades ever. Yeah, because that prospect that they traded away is is pretty good. I hear. And he is, I think he still has like four years left on his deal. And he yeah. doesn't look like Cano anymore. He's a DH. So you're going to have to hope that MLB implements the universal DH rule moving forward, not just for this season. Because for the Mets especially, 
that's what he is at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And and the, other than that, they have some pretty decent, promising players. I feel bad for guys like Jacob DeGrom, like, the pro, you know, probably the best pitcher in baseball, and he's pitching for that organization. You have guys like Pete Alonso, who's who's starting off slowly, but he's starting to hit again, um, playing for that organization. You have guys like Jeff McNeil, who they call the squirrel, and I think it's fucked up because he looks like a squirrel. <laughs> um you know, they have a de- – Michael Conforto, they have a decent team. You know what I mean? But they, they just – they run so poorly. It's insane. So, I remember listening to that Michael K episode also, and one of the guys that they had interviewing said – I think it, it might have been John Heyman, actually. I don't know. Whoever goes on – Buster Only, one of those guys that go on the Michael K show weekly, said that his sources – you know, have told them that there's there's a team in the major leagues that's not they're not really they're really just trying to get get done with the season. They're over it. They're not really they they're a they're a pro- my light just went out. <laughs> they they're they're one of they're one of the more promising teams in baseball, but they're the players are over it. They're not trying to compete. They're annoyed with the whole uh quarantine situation so they're they're over it and i think it's the mets man because like they look it has to be they look dead they they can't string together hits the grom is like a bright spot pete alonzo's a bright spot steven Matt sucks so at this point when edwin diaz blows a save he just starts laughing like, yeah 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 like i feel like they're over it and i think it is i think it's the mets because guys like i can picture a guy like cano being over it a guy that's a millionaire that doesn't have to has nothing else right. to prove in baseball already receives criticism for not busting it down the line. Like I would, I would allude that a guy like Cano is, is over it. Yeah. Cano, who, by the way, during summer camp up and went to DR for like a week and a half and provided no explanation and just said, I, Oh yeah, I just wanted to go see my mom and I kept working out. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, that team just befuddles me and I don't know what the situation is they keep saying they keep acting like it's going to be Cohen's team but I don't know if it's been finalized yet um yeah and I feel I I kind of feel bad for that organization because me too it's just they're just it's like the Knicks like I feel like if the Knicks and and I know that Dolan also runs the Rangers the New York Rangers in hockey and they're they're good but I feel like they're just run really badly if if they had smarter people running their organizations, I think I think they'd be better off for yeah. sure. Um, I think that is all I have for today. I just wanted to highlight a an MLB baseball player who I think might be the one of the greatest things to happen to the sport in modern day, and that's Juan Soto. Mm. I think he's the new Albert Pujols, man, the machine. Mm-hmm. He, the kid's a monster, and what I want to highlight is the little shimmy that he does when a yeah. pitcher when a pitcher throws a ball in the dirt, throws a ball, is one of the greatest things. I don't know what's so great. Like, it's 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 I've never seen nothing like that before. It's essentially you're trash talking before the outcome of your at bat. So whereas a pitcher can get offended uh, for a bat flip or a batter staring at his at his hit for too long, his home run. Juan Soto is in your face, doing his little dance, <laughs> nodding like he nods at the pitcher when they throw a strike right yeah. down the middle. He's almost like, all right, all right. Like the guy backs up. He's like yesterday in yesterday's Met game. Uh, Keith Hernandez and Rob 
Ron Darling, the two, the two guys that did the Mets game, they were, they were talking so much shit about the Nationals because the Nationals were up by, like, 12 runs, and they weren't taking the extra base, like, on a base hit. So in that one – in that, that, man. I in hate that, w- that rule. No, I hate, I hate that rule, too. And they were saying, like, I don't understand why these Nationals players aren't taking the extra base. It's almost like they were getting a hit in the gap and, like, just advancing one run as almost to not run up the score even more. And they even had a couple of comments like, you know, as a as a as a pitcher, as a competitor, I would hate if I if a guy like Juan Soto was doing that and I'm pitching. Like I I I try to run one up and in. Juan Soto ends up getting another hit, and they just had to give in that this guy is is special. Like there's something about Juan <laughs> Soto. You can't you can't uh, knock him. You can't knock him for doing that. It's almost like if Yasiel Puig was doing this, you'd you'd have a, a good legit reason to to be annoyed because Yasiel Puig is is only beasting like one fifth of the time of, of, of his playing or whatever but Juan Soto man like I've never seen anything like it today I'm, I'm I'm I love it I love the shimmy I love the aggressiveness I love that he's 21 however young he is yeah Allegedly. I think I honestly think this guy is the new Albert Pools man and he I'm with you man it doesn't matter if you put a lefty up or a righty he's going to do damage mm-hmm. um he's a beast yeah, he really is, man. And I, I'm hoping that this is like the future of baseball. Maybe like a little, a little spice to your at bat before the before yeah, it mean, even comes up. You're seeing it across the league with younger players. You know, right in in um, right in the same division, the Atlanta Braves. You have Ronald Acuna, who's yeah. you know, I mean, I don't even know how he plays or runs and steals bases because he has. It looks like he has like 20 pounds worth of chains around his neck. And that hair. Yeah. Um, you have Fernando Tatis Jr. is a beast. That's another one right there. Yep. Um, who reminds me a lot of Juan Soto. Makes the game so exciting and he's so much, so much fun to watch, you know? Um, I, I honestly, I think the sport is in good, is in good shape. They, they're just going to have to make a little changes here and there to make the game more attractive, more attractive for people. And I think that they're in the, and they're in the right kind of frame of thought with the seven-inning doubleheaders. And with the second, the runner on second base. As much as I hated that rule, just don't do it right at, right in the tenth inning. Let them play another, you know, third of a game or something before you implement that rule. But I think you're, you know, and then instead of putting the runner on second, just do a home run derby. Um, but anyway, I hate that. Um, I hate I hate the runner on second rule. And I just want to repeat the my my obsession with the home run trot. You know, stop. My obsession with my obsession with Juan Soto currently is that he's he's putting it in your face and the at bat hasn't even finished yet. So it's like I know. he's leaving himself <laughs> he's leaving himself vulnerable to yeah. fail, but he still does it. And yesterday he hit a home run, hits a double, hits a single. And it's just like I it, it's like he found a loophole in the unwritten rules of baseball because they, they, they don't like it. Pitchers don't like it, but what is he going to do? Peg him mid at bat and give him the base. It's almost like, exactly. It's amazing, man. It, it, and it's, and it's very entertaining as well. So, you know, I really he's hope been, he's the original, you know, giving the Astros a taste of their own medicine guy too. Before yep. this whole science stealing scandal, the Bregman Bregman carried his bat all the way to first base and Soto responded with a bomb, carried yeah. his bat to first base. Yeah, like, man. He already has – I'm telling you, like, he's already a playoff hero already. Yeah. Already. This guy's not – he's 20, 21 years old. 
gotta we gotta fact check that 21 year i just i'm going based I'm, out i'm on I'm, it. I'm on i'm on baseball reference right now he's right. 20 well, he's 21 years 291 days he's about to be 22 on october and this guy barely played in double a and got called up like talk about service God. time man like <laughs> jesus um by the way born october 25th 1998 wow god damn i'm old man uh, just to end it off on this note, we didn't really talk Boston and Yankees. I believe they face each other this upcoming weekend. So we'll Easy definitely, win. Easy win. Uh, we'll definitely talk about this. <laughs> the first episode. place New York Yankees versus the last place Boston Red Sox. Yankees 10 and six Red Sox flip that record six and 10, but you're only four we games behind. We lost a heartbreaker. Yesterday. We lost a heartbreaker yesterday to the Rays, but that's baseball, baby. The Rays are good, man. Yeah, I, I like that team. Anyway. Well, Manny, thanks for having me. Uh, first time, long time. Thank you for taking my call and uh, peace out. All right, man. Take care.